Welcome to the Taproom Post Net Podcast. I am Delta Zero Four, and we will be covering the Nets topic of the week. For those who do not know, the goal of the Tapper Net is to share and disseminate information that can help everyone achieve individual independence and self-reliance. Every Sunday at 9 p.m. Eastern, Tappern has an amateur radio HF net, and during the net, we'll have a topic of the evening. So basically, this podcast is a summary of the combined knowledge our check-ins share during the Tapper Nets. If y'all have any questions about Tappern, feel free to go to the following website, www.amron.com. And phonetically, that is www.alpha, Mike, Romeo, Romeo, Oscar, November.com. In the beginning of this year, the Amron Group and Tappern Group merged. So you can find Tappern information, including the net schedule and frequency, at the Amron site. All right, let's take a quick break, and then I'll provide y'all a net check-in report, and then we'll finally cover the June 22nd Tapper Net Topics. And we're back. For June 22nd, 2014, Tappern had a total of 33 check-ins from the following states. Virginia had six. Florida, 4, Ohio, 4, Kentucky, 4, North Carolina, 3, Indiana, 2, Oklahoma, 2, Georgia, 2, and one each from the following states, Mississippi, Alabama, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Michigan. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. We had two topics for the evening. The first topic discussed relocation to another state, and the second topic was preparing for medical emergencies when a hospital is not available. Our first topic involved a two-part question. Would you relocate, and if so, where would you consider a good state to relocate to? We had check-ins all up and down the East Coast, and most of them said they are happy where they are at and don't plan to move anywhere. While this type of decision is a very personal choice for each family or individual, there were some common themes as to why people were planning to stay instead of trying to relocate. The most popular reason was they live in the same area as other family members and prefer to keep family together. If you are fortunate enough to live in an area where most, if not all, of your family already reside, that can be a huge benefit. It definitely would not be easy to move an entire family, especially if there are several adult family members needing various jobs once they have relocated. I'm not saying it's impossible, but finding jobs for every person could be a challenge in smaller towns, which is typically where like-minded folks like to relocate too. Plus, there are some families that have lived in one county for many, many generations, and that's their home. Another reason was they already live in a small town and have learned to appreciate the atmosphere of that particular small town. If you have lived in an area for several years, you may have already established quite a good network of like-minded friends in your community. There was one check-in who mentioned, due to their age, 
they prefer not to pick up and start over. This comment brought up some good points. While most prefer to stay where they are, there are some folks who are interested in moving elsewhere but might not be able to pick up and start over. For instance, a pre-existing medical condition might limit where you can live or your current job might require you to live in a certain state or near a major airport due to business travel. Or maybe you do not have the financial means to move to a certain area that you prefer. Whether you are on the West Coast wanting to move to the Appalachian Redoubt or you are on the East Coast wanting to move to the American Redoubt, if you and your family have prayed about it and y'all feel a need to relocate, but for whatever reason you can't right now, remember to stay positive. It was mentioned to keep in mind that every state has its pros and cons, and don't forget there are like-minded folks in all states. So in the meantime, keep trying to reach out to folks in your current location to build a network. Even if the networking involves someone in the next state, let's say through amateur radio nets or website forum boards, or even get-togethers like expos, you never know where networking with other like-minded folks can take you. If nothing else, hopefully it provides you encouragement that you are not alone in this journey of an independent and self-sustained life. Okay, the second topic of the evening, medical emergencies when there is no hospital. Let me start this topic by saying, if proper medical care is available, always use those services. I cannot emphasize that enough. With that said, If or when a disaster happens, whether that be a man-made or natural disaster, we all could face a situation where we need to do our best to take care of a medical emergency when a hospital is not available. In order to accomplish that, it would be very advantageous to have two things. One, someone in your family or group with some basic training, and two, medical supplies. When it comes to training, if you are fortunate enough to have a doctor, nurse, combat medic or EMT paramedic in your family, group, or community, outstanding. You can't get much better than that. If that's not the case with your family, one suggestion was to at least take a basic first aid and CPR course. American Red Cross offers it, and if that's not possible, check your local fire department. They sometimes offer hands-on CPR classes for free. Another suggestion was to have more than one person take that basic course. You never know when the person who has taken the training might be the one who needs the medical attention. One check-in mentioned taking a wilderness first aid course. If you aren't familiar with that type training, you can internet search it. There are a few different companies that offer such courses. But fair warning, those courses do cost and can range anywhere from two to five days, depending on the type course you take. Another good training class to consider taking is wound care and suturing. While it's true that there are some good YouTube videos on how to properly suture, nothing beats hands-on experience. To get that experience, check out the next preparedness expo in your area. Usually it's offered there. Depending on the expo, the folks who offer it could be Doom and Bloom, AMP 3, or Armageddon Medicine, to name a few. You not only learn how to suture, but even more importantly, you learn when not to suture. If you can't take any hands-on training, if nothing else, it was suggested to get a really good medical trauma book, like Where There Is No Doctor, Ditch Medicine, The Doom and Bloom Survival Medicine Handbook, Armageddon Medicine, and 68 Whiskey Advanced Fieldcraft Combat Medic Skills, just to name a few. I'll list them on the website. 
When it comes to medical supplies, you can never have enough. One of our check-ins suggested both small and large compresses, bandages, and plenty of band-aids, wood splints, and blankets. And don't forget your non-emergency medical supplies, like over-the-counter meds for various illnesses. Another check-in mentioned keeping a medical bag ready to go at a moment's notice. Go through your medical bag every once in a while and make sure your over-the-counter and any required prescription drugs have not expired. The list of supplies is extensive, and we obviously don't have time to go through them all. Whatever supplies you do have, try to practice and make sure you know how to use all your supplies. With that said, something to consider is purchasing an item that you may not know how to use. But if you did get in a bad situation, someone who does know how to use it but doesn't have the supplies could still provide your family assistance. Don't forget to think outside the box when it comes to medical supplies. For instance, veterinarians and veterinary supplies are good alternatives. In an extended disaster situation, if someone needs antibiotics, you cannot run down to your local pharmacy. So you may want to think about purchasing fish antibiotics like fish mocks, fish pen, and fish psyllin, just to name a few. And don't forget about the possibility of utilizing herbal medicine. A good source for essential oils and tinctures is mountain rose herbs. If you search the internet for both of those subjects, you can get quite a bit of information. In summary, if a hospital or doctor is not available, having training and supplies is essential. A good medical emergency plan is priceless. Make sure everyone in your group knows where those medical supplies are located and practice that plan. All right, y'all. That is all for this episode. A special thanks to those who checked into the net and provided us all the great information to share. God bless everyone. Until next week, this is Delta Zero Four, clear. Clear.